Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Hutch Eckerson, a former NFL offensive lineman who spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints. He was highly recruited out of high school and played his college football at South Carolina from 2006 to 2010. He is now a business owner and founder of Made New Ministries. He is also highly involved with the NFL Players Association. Hutch joins us today to share his story about how his career ended early, drug addiction, and being made new because of Jesus. Hutch, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Wow. What an introduction that was, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we're psyched to have you, man. Really appreciate you being a part of the show today. And, uh, of course, this time of year in the NFL, it's all about OTAs, mini camps, and then in a month, everybody will be gearing up for, for training camp. And so take us back to your time as you were fighting to make it at OTAs. You were fighting to make a, an NFL roster, trying to prove yourself what was that truly like for you? Well, Bryce, interesting enough, I came out the year of the, the lockout with the new um, players agreement and, and just all that stuff going on. So here I was sitting in South Carolina wondering if I was going to get a shot at you know my dream of playing in the NFL, and it was past all the OTA times, all the acclimation period that rookies typically get. And that season, it was just not happening at that time. So I actually showed up uh, to San Diego for training camp, um, two to, like the second day of training camp. So, so all wow. of that acclimation period that most people experience when they transition from college to professional was was just non-existent. <laughs> you know, I was showing up with with the veterans you know, competing for a, a job on the team. So it was it was a little bit of a trial by fire, I guess is a good way to explain it. Yeah, so what do you feel like you, you missed because of that? And what, was there any advantage to, to just being thrown in there? What, what was that like? You know, um, it, it, hindsight's twenty twenty. Of course, I missed a, a lot of just getting used to the speed and the strength and, and uh, the play calling of uh, the NFL but I guess an advantage of it was I just didn't know any better. I, yeah. You know, it's, to me, to me, it was getting an opportunity to go and put on an NFL helmet and go and compete, and that's just sort of the 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 foundation of what I knew about football, and that's what I showed up to do. And so it was. Uh, it definitely was. Um, a, a little bit of kind of behind the ball a little bit with not having that, that time to develop. But it also was a lot of fun and, and uh, was able to get in there and compete very, very early. Former NFL offensive lineman Hutch Eckerson, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, and so, okay, so your, your NFL career included a, a lot of situations where you get signed, 
you, you, you try to prove yourself, you spend some time with a certain team, then you get released. And, and so take us through this, and, and let's kind of go through your, your, your early years in the NFL uh, for you. And, and so here you are, you go undrafted, it's during a lockout year, you spend some time with the Chargers, and then take us through kind of the, the experience that, that you went through. Sure. Yeah. You know, it was, it was a lot of negatives, I guess, that were, that were on paper against me, you know, being an undrafted rookie free agent, the year of the lockout, <laughs> you know, you, you kind of, you kind of read uh, that you're on the bottom of the, of the totem pole a little bit, man. Um, but it, all that stuff uh, really didn't matter to me because I just, I, I've always felt like, there was like a bigger calling, like I was supposed to do something, you know, bigger than myself. You know, football really was just checking all the boxes up to that point. And so there was like no doubt in my mind that it wasn't going to work out. Hmm. And if it wasn't with the Chargers, it was going to be with the next team. And of course, it was a, a roller coaster of emotions, um, getting cut and then getting picked up. And, you know, a lot of kind of days where you're just working out, waiting for the phone to ring. But it always did. It always did ring, and you always did show back up to another camp or try out. And, and so there was no sign of, of that, you know, stopping or anything. So, so I, I was pretty confident that I would find a, a home with, with a team eventually. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think as, as fans, you know, especially this time of year, with, with a lot of guys trying out during mini camps and, and, you know, whether it's veteran camps or rookie camps, everybody's trying to, you know, move the, themselves up the, the depth chart. And, and then we'll hear, okay, this guy was released, this guy was signed, and, and there are a lot of transactions that, that take place. And a lot of times fans just sort of, you know, overlook it. But the reality is this is a, a guy's life, his livelihood, his dream, his, his desire to make a team. He's given all he has to, to do that. And so that's why I'm fascinated by, by your story and your perspective as far as, you know, showing up to another team and still believing in yourself enough to keep going even after getting released even you know after fighting to make a spot not not making that team having to go somewhere else so so what can you say to you know the fan listening today to try to understand the the personal side of that and and the struggle the challenge that goes into it yeah well i can only speak to my personal experience and that was i thought that a plan b was 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 a was giving up on plan a which was making a nfl football team because it gave me everything that i wanted at that point in life and so you know thinking about something else and thinking that it wasn't going to work was that was a weak way of thinking in my head so i just approached it like this is gonna happen (laughs) there's there's no alternative like this has to happen and yeah, but it really is so personal and such a, a a big deal to the individual players. But it's it's hard to kind of imagine that if it's not happening to you. You know what I mean? Like mm. if you're if you're watching it and 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 you're you're a big fan, you, you love it. But like when you are the guy with the helmet on, you, you got the gloves on. You're looking down, and your feet are planted on you know, the Dallas Cowboys football field and you're about to play the Dallas Cowboys, like it's it's all of a sudden it's real. It's 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 you. Mm. It's happening to you. And 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 kind of that 
that feeling and, and not getting overwhelmed and not letting the outside pressure and the noise and the things that you've heard and the scouts have been telling you and you've been telling yourself, man, it's kind of all that rolled up into one moment that, you know, that's happening right now. Wow. <laughs> so if, if that makes any sense and you can kind of feel that a little bit, uh, that would be the best way that I could describe where I was at in that season uh, of my life. Yeah, no, that that's really cool. And, and just an interesting perspective from Hutch Eckerson, former NFL offensive lineman who uh, spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints and played his college career at South Carolina. And so I want to pause for a moment with, with your NFL career because we'll get back to that. But I, I want to kind of set things up from a, a, a high school and college perspective because here you were, you were highly recruited out of high school and, and you're from a small town and you end up choosing South Carolina. So, so take us into that time in your life where you are getting recruited and, and here Steve Spurrier wants you to come you know, play for his team. What, what was that experience like for you? Oh, that was just a great time. That was truly a blessing and, and like you said, just to have college coaches noticing you and coming to school and coming to your home and, you know, these people that you've only seen on TV and ESPN, you know, in a place that you're familiar with saying we want you that's that's such an amazing feeling for a high school kid for a young guy that that is that you know we're all looking for purpose we're all looking for identity and when you have someone like coach Spurrier saying you know we want to bring you here to be a part of something new we want to bring you here because you know I like the win and we want to develop a very strong foundation at South Carolina to win big that's why I chose South Carolina. It was an opportunity to do something new that has never been done before. I think that we did an okay job at that. Not didn't hit all the all the goals, but we, we sure hit a lot of them. And, and that's uh, that was a big part of my decision. What quick side story? What what was maybe your favorite part about Steve Spurrier, or or your go to funny story about Steve Spurrier? Oh my goodness, man! Well, with this being a Christian radio show, man, I don't know how far I can go with this. Spurrier was just, uh, he was Coach Spurrier, the old ball coach, right? Like, you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth to reporters or people coming in to speak to the team or speaking to the team just directly. It, uh, man, there's so many just little stories, man, that uh, I'm trying to think of one in particular, but um, ask me the next question. If I think of a good one, I'll let you know. How about that? No, that, that's great. Well, we're in the middle of a conversation with former NFL offensive lineman Hutch Eckerson. He spent time with the Chargers, Bills, Chiefs, and Saints. He was highly recruited out of high school and, and played his college football at South Carolina. He's now a business owner and founder of Made New Ministries, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. But, but Hutch, let, let's, let's continue with you now. And the time in your life where you're at South Carolina and you're starting to think that maybe the NFL is a possibility, how bad did you want to make it in the NFL? How bad was, was this dream burning inside of you at this time? Yeah, man. And during college, we had uh, a lot of success, winning big games, and it was – just, it was a it was a it was a party, man. It was a it was a fun 
thing, and it just was checking all the boxes uh, that I needed to, uh, to to believe that this was my purpose and this was what I was supposed to do. The NFL was just the obvious next step to continue, you know, keep the good times going, right? You just kind of know, man, it wasn't any outside influence. It was just something that I wanted to keep going because I felt that I had like this bigger calling on my life. And, and so um, obviously I pursued the NFL and, and it was, it was more, it, it became just more than like a sport. It was like my identity. It was who I was when I showed up to meet people and, and, and went to do social events. You know, it was, it was part of the core of Hutch Eckerson, I guess, man. And that's, that's sort of what I quickly started to believe that that I needed that to be myself I guess <laughs> yeah well and so here you are you're you're fighting to make teams you're you're getting opportunities teams are are signing you you're you're playing with you know the, the Chargers Bills Chiefs and and Saints but then after a couple of years you got a call from your agent and and what did that that call mean to you and what what did he say at, at sort of the the end of these these three years well, you know, he just said that, uh, you know, the, the phones had uh, had stopped ringing and that he was, uh, you know, calling all of his contacts and trying to keep it going. But, you know, there's a there's a, you can kind of calculate it to like a three year kind of rotation. Um, you know, by that time, I w- had gotten a little bit older and, and NFL standards and there was newer, fresher guys that weren't, you know, as beat up as I was. And, and so, yeah, it was just kind of the obvious transition from, uh, you know, being somebody that could come in and play a little bit to not getting the call anymore. And, and you know, it was a tough uh, situation, but it was almost like, you know, it was almost just like that, that bell ringing, man. It was just <laughs> – it was. It wasn't just saying that, well, you might want to start thinking about something else. For me, it was – well, your life is, is, is done now. There's, there's nothing that's going to be better than what you were doing, right? Like that gave you everything you wanted. That was everything that you had dreamed for and thought that was your purpose and your identity. So it was, it was a lot deeper than just kind of, Oh, I'm done with football. It was, it was more of <laughs> nothing's going to be this good anymore. Wow. And, and I wholeheartedly believe that man. Like I, I, I just, um, I just remember just kind of sitting back and staring out the window and just saying, well, like, what's the point anymore? What's the point now? Mm. <laughs> and, and, and that point, man, when you have no direction, you have no path, you have no, like died nobody telling you where to be at this time on monday morning you don't have anywhere to be (laughs) you don't know who to call you don't have a coach or somebody holding you accountable the accountability was uh was something that i sort of paid attention to um later on like how much accountability meant in my life And, and uh when football was gone I just, I didn't have any, I didn't have any of of that anymore. And uh, yeah, man, it, 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 it sent me uh, in the space, man. It sent me uh, spiraling for sure. Wow. Hutch Eckerson, our guest right now on unpacking it, former NFL offensive lineman. 
and and in this part of the story we're we're talking about his 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 career ending the dream is over coming to this realization and so at this point in your life did did you have any level of of faith or or what what did you decide to turn to at this point in in the story well i wish i could say this is when i uh picked myself up and opened my bible and and started to see what God had planned for me, but uh, it was it was really the opposite. I went internal. I went deep into myself, and um, that was not a good place to be. I, I didn't want to be around too many people. I was I was hurting. I, there was a it was a real there was a real pain. It was like an emotional pain that almost turned into like a physical pain. You know, I I was looking for an escape. I, I had this trauma in my life that instead of facing and going through the the work of getting better, I, I went the other way and tried to numb it and tried to run away from it. And um, unfortunately, painkillers seemed like a good alternative to feeling this pain I was feeling. Oh. So, uh, you know, just using those uh, pain pills to um, ease, just, just have like a little bit of comfort, you know, just like I don't want to sit in this any longer than I have to. Once you start using those things, man, um, you know, you're, you're using them for, for kind of fun and, and recreationally uh, quickly escalates to using, using them um, as uh, the way of life, really. And it, and it um, man, it, unfortunately, it became sort of the, the main goal in my life, just to not feel anything <laughs> oh. to be honest with you man <laughs> man so so then how, how bad did it get what what did the the addiction look like in, in your life well um you know i hit it very well it was um i knew it wasn't a good thing but but i also knew that um you, you see my greatest fear in life i believe is um is is, is pain I, I don't like the i don't like the hurt and I don't think there's too many people that do. I think a lot of people would identify with, with the fear of pain. And t- to me, uh, the pain of realizing and facing this idea of my dream not happening, like everything that I had worked for, everything that I had done um, as long as I could remember was leading up to this, to this, uh, kind of mountaintop and, and, um, and and it had happened and it was happening and then it just didn't, Mm. (laughs) you know, it was like, I mean, you are playing NFL football and living the dream that you have wanted your whole life. And then a week later, you're standing in line, a 320-pound offensive lineman, at the at the at your, the grocery store in your hometown, and you don't know who you are, and uh. you don't know what you have, and you, and and that emptiness, man, that place, that's that's um, that's that's a uh, that's a place that I, I man. <laughs> I, I I don't plan to ever go back to that place, man. A- That's not a good place. <laughs> a- amen, amen. Hutch Eckerson, our guest right now on Unpacking It, former NFL offensive lineman, sharing his story of of now. Let's get to the point of of overcoming uh, addiction, and so he's described this this place of of darkness and emptiness and 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 addiction. 
And, and so take us into the turning point, the, the day that, that your life began to change and, and ultimately the, the addiction coming into the light and, and your family recognizing what you had been going through. What was that, what was that moment for you? Uh, March 30th, 2016, you know, life had been moving forward. Um, you know, time is, there's no flex in time, man. It's going, it's going, it's going, even though you aren't, <laughs> even though, you know, I was, you know, on the shelf and, and kind of, uh, had hit pause <laughs> for a few years. Um, I, man, I was on my motorcycle and next thing I knew I woke up and I was in the hospital oh. and I, I have no idea what happened. I, you know, I, I see my mom and my, my wife standing over me. And, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Um, it, the crazy thing about it was that the, uh, the little security camera at a gas station actually caught uh, what happened on tape. So oh. I was actually able to see exactly what happened. And I, man, I was on my bike and uh, a lady decided to do a U-turn and uh, just, just nailed me, threw me off the bike. I went down the street on the incoming traffic and went up on a curb. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it was the first time that, uh, I guess I had a moment of clarity and realized that I had been pushing away. I had been tripped up, um, you know, (laughs) skint my knee, uh, tapped on the shoulder, uh, by, by what I now know was God's voice and, and his, and his plan for me but I was ignoring it. I was purposely going uh, my way at that point, instead of listening to uh, whatever this, this, this power, whatever this nudge uh, coming from the other direction was. And that was the first time that I sort of felt the weight of that and felt like I had a second chance. I felt like I had an opportunity to see another side to this whole thing. I, I didn't have all the words for it at that time. I really didn't understand what exactly it was, but I knew that I needed help. I knew that I was not going to be able to do this alone. And, and that's when I really just decided to open up to my family and my wife. And, um, you know, she had no idea. She, she really? had been married to me for like a year <laughs> and, you know, we were buying a new home and, and talking about starting a family. And, and I had this raging addiction, and she had no idea that it was even happening. I mean, that's how well I was able to conceal, you know, the, what was truly going on. And, man, this was just like wow. a time when I needed to get help. And that's when I decided to check myself into rehab and go out there and, and just really just kind of see what, this force, this like power that I was feeling on, you know, trying to get my attention, man, that's really where I was stripped of, of everything. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have a phone, you don't have access to family. You're just, you're, you're, you're even with everybody there, you know, you're not better or worse than anybody there. And, uh, that's really when God started to show me, a little bit about, you know, the plans he had for me. I started just to open my mouth and say, trying to put these emotions and these deep kind of like feelings that I had inside into words and, and really started to minister to, to the guys around me. And that was the first time that, uh, 
that I sort of had a, uh, the, the idea of something like made new. And it just, uh, it took me a little while to, to get it all going, man. But, um, but wow, like that's just how awesome God is. It's just how he will, you know, bring you from the mountaintop to being broken and then he'll build you back up and, mm. and, and actually start to give you everything that you wanted. It just won't look like you uh, like you wanted, but, uh, but, but it will be just as sweet, you know what I mean? And, uh, and, and you don't have to carry that load uh, on your own anymore. That's the best part, man. That's the best part, that I don't have to carry the weight of the addiction and expectations and and, 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 you know, my plans, I can just like live in what God has planned for me and like trust that and like feel that power and like see it work in like my life and other people's life. And, and that's just really the message that, that I want to give to the people listening to this, man. Like, oh, so powerful. Hutch Eckerson sharing his story with us on Unpacking It, former NFL offensive lineman. Who, who's been able to to overcome addiction. He, he now is a, a follower of Jesus, and he started a, a ministry called Made New Ministries and, and just wants to continue to uh, just share the, the story of, of God's goodness and, and what God has done in his life and share the story stories of others as well. And, and, and Hutch, I want to ask you more about that in a moment, but a little bit to, to get more and, I guess, unpack your, your story a little bit more as far as being able to experience the freedom and the peace and the grace that you are now living in every day. Take us into what that that transformation process has been like and and what God has revealed to you and and how you've been able to get to the point of, you know, football no longer being your your whole identity, your dream, and and how he's been able to, you know, give you that that new dream that that you've alluded to. It really came down to what was I willing to, to you know be obedient to um if if you listen to made news uh second podcast we had a great conversation about obedience and and i think that without without really like knowing what i was doing i started being obedient to the small things Mm. to the things that like i had the strength to and now i had all this other big stuff i had all this other you know, chaos of, uh, you know, getting back to a high place. But, you know, that was, that was such a far off, you know, untouchable thing when you're sitting at a rehab facility and, you know, and, and everything has been stripped from you. And, and I started to be obedient in the small things um, because it's easy to be obedient in, in things that line up with what you want. You know, if, if, if I said, well, God told me to go, play football like and, and and make a lot of money like <laughs> yeah i'll be obedient to that but what about when he <laughs> says uh what about when he says you know go go take uh you know this kid that i keep putting on your mind go take him out to lunch and and just be like a friend to him or 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 why don't you go help this person or, or tell this person something uh good that you see in them um even though it might be uncomfortable and and i guess my journey has been, I guess my, my answer to that question is like lean into like being uncomfortable, man, because uh, the, the, the pain of being uncomfortable, uh, when that starts, starts to outweigh like the pain of like, 
where you're at right now or what you're dealing with right now, um, when you make that decision, it only lasts, like the sting only lasts for a second. And then you see like a whole nother side to whatever you're doing. And, uh, and that's like, and that's God's will for our lives, man, to uh, just really trust him, let him do the heavy lifting. If we will be obedient in the small things, he will take care of the big things. Um, a, a good analogy to that, a guy today in Bible study uh, was telling me a story about how he visited a, a nuclear sub when he went to the Pro Bowl in Hawaii. And, you know, they went, uh, I think it was like the U.S. like uh, USS Ohio or something like that. Hmm. But there was one guy, there was one guy on the ship who has been trained to mash the button to send, you know, send the send the send the new guy of it or whatever you know send the bomb and you know he uh he he doesn't think about what's going to happen <laughs> after he hits that button he he was told he he gets called and and interprets the right time to hit that button and doesn't think about what's going to happen after that like that's above his pay grade and that's kind of like wow. what i think god does in our lives is like when you get that call, don't say, well, what if, or this isn't the right time or <laughs> no, just, 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 if God tells you to hit the button, just hit the button and, <laughs> and, and, and see what, and see what kind of, uh, what kind of things happen, man. And that's, that's sort of the challenge that I would tell listeners today is just, um, you know, do those little things, hit, hit that button and, and, and watch what happens. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> Wow. No, it's so strong and what a tremendous illustration and and to to really get to that place of of surrender and obedience. It's a powerful place to to live out of and uh and Hutch Eckerson is our guest right now sharing all about it here on Unpacking It. He's a former NFL offensive lineman and he's started a, a new ministry called Made New Ministries and the website is called is be made new dot com be made new dot com and and so share a little bit more about your your vision for this and and really you know what god's placed on your heart to to be able to to impact people well this was uh this was definitely something that i felt god calling me to do um it was uh it was a very simple command (laughs) You, you know he told me things are different now and to dream bigger. Those were the two things that I heard directly. And, and it was to, to, I, I, I guess I interpreted that to kind of start this platform just because of everything that had happened and, and sort of how I'd seen he used me in the past and, 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 uh, you know, a very natural way to minister to people. And, and realizing that all he wants us to do is be witnesses for him. All he wants us to do is talk about things that he has done in our lives. And, uh, and I said, well, shoot, I'm going to do that and give somebody else opportunities to say all the awesome things that he's done in their lives and share their story and, their, and, 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 you know, really try to pull out the, the good stuff of uh, what God's doing and uh in people's lives just all around the world and that's really where the idea of made new came from it's it's i'm not really trying to be a preacher or or anything or talk to anybody from the mountaintop i just i just want to say how awesome 
God is and how mm. much he has transformed my life. And, and Made New was built on relationships. And first of all, a relationship with him, but a relationship with others. You know, it's like, it's so awesome to think that we can have a personal relationship and, and don't worry about the legalistic stuff. Don't worry about, you know, earning your way to get God's blessing because that's just not correct. Uh, I believe that God just wants to love you and, and, and he wants to be your friend. And if you, if you kind of like think about someone you're trying to get close with today, how would you go about that? You know, how would you really get to know somebody? And, and you can do that looking in the Bible and, and, and really spending time with the, the Holy Spirit. It's, it's a real thing that I have felt. And, and once, you, once you feel it, it's, it's kind of hard to, to not think about and, and dig into. And, uh, man, the progression of that journey and where it puts you and where it takes you, uh, that's something that I want everybody to know that it, it that it's available for them it's freely given it's not something you have to do it doesn't matter what you've done um it's something that you have and you can access and it's real and it's the truth and and it will it will take you to a new reality and it will like it will give you the life that you've always thought you needed and it will be better. It will be better. It will be better than what you wanted. It's kind of the message of of that, man. And um, Made New, I want to be built on relationships. I want it to be built on community. I want the things that you and I are talking about right now to just be um, accessible to anybody that wants them and and know that like God is going to give you things based on your ability right now. And if you will, if you will do the small things that he's telling you to do with what he's given you, man, just, just watch how much that multiplies and builds in your life. It's, it's a real thing that anybody can, can practice. And, and, uh, man, I just want to encourage people listening to this to, uh, listen to that little nudge, listen to that little Mm. voice inside of your head, because it might be God. It might be God, and don't wait until you get run over and knocked down the street and have to go to rehab and have to, you know, <laughs> fight for your life to to realize that. What mm. what don't don't wait until you lose everything to to realize that that's available today, right now. Um, so that's that's uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of a blanket look at everything, man. <laughs> oh. Amen. Well, let, let's end it right there. It's a powerful message and, and testimony from Hutch Eckerson. He uh, made it to the NFL. It was cut short, got into drugs and, and painkillers and, and, and had an addiction, but, but God woke him up and, and, and Hutch responded. And, and I, I know him personally, and he's a, a good friend. And to be able to see the joy in his life, the peace in his life, the transformation that has taken place is is encouraging. And so, Hutch, so thankful that you were willing to share that with our listeners today. And I, I know people uh, are inspired right now by by your story and, and ultimately what God has done in you. So greatly appreciate it and, uh, and look forward to uh, seeing you soon. Bryce, thank you, man. Thanks for having me. A- absolutely. Check out BeMadeNew.com. He's Hutch Eckerson. Go check out his podcast to hear more. 
For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackinit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.